Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday news show. Today we've got a whole new way of filming mountaineering and of course a bunch of other stuff and Hugo's back. Hello. So I don't know if you noticed guys but I've been um had a bit of makeup for the last like couple of months. Uh, and this week, the makeup lady is on holiday. Cheers. So this is me as normal. My voice is a little bit lower again, but I definitely feel like I've been looking better in the last couple of weeks. You, you have been, and to the point where people keep telling me how I look bad in comparison. To me. To you, yeah. <laughs> to, to the, the wig's gone, the makeup's gone, but I feel great. You I've look got great. Coffee, I've got a coffee, I've got a coffee, and, and we're back in, back in tandem. Welcome back to New Show. It's been a Thank while. You. Nice to have you here. Thanks very much. We're kicking off with that mountaineering news and a new way of filming things. This week, we saw an innovative way of filming first ascents. A team from the Chamonix High Mountain Military Group, or GMHM, have been attempting a new route on the west face of the Drew, a 3,754-metre mountain in Chamonix, France. The group have been live streaming the climb on YouTube using a combination of wide shots and footage sent from the wall. The climbers attempting the route are Thomas Arvaux, Leo Bullion, Jordi Noguer and Sebastian Rattel. The route goes up the middle of an area of the face that suffered huge rockfall in 2005. It took them three days to climb the route and then a bivy on top and had difficulties up to M8. So it took them three days? Yeah, it, it, it's a bit hard to tell exactly because it finished on Sunday. But then the, 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 if you go back to the live stream, it's only... Uh however long it is it's like like it's 10, 10 hours. hours yeah so how does that work i don't know i think what happened is they paused it and then continued it at certain oh, okay. times i think because obviously during the night it would just be the most boring live stream ever just dark to be fair though it's done pretty well like i checked yesterday it was on seventeen thousand. it's now on twenty-eight thousand. that's pretty good isn't it i wonder what the average uh watching time is i clicked on it <laughs> scrolled through it went oh that looks cool and yeah. then uh went off it. it there is some chatter online i haven't confirmed this yet that they're they might have either come into a, an old existing route or it might have been part of an existing route. It's all a bit up in the air. That makes sense though, because like part, part of the mountain fell away in 2005, right? Yeah. But there were routes on that old mountain. There were. They're meant to be following a, a new sort of area of it. But yeah, you're right. Like if there had been routes, they would have fallen down. And I think they might have joined a route or something. It's pretty scary, isn't it? <laughs> it is scary. Like I, rock climbing is scary enough like when you're climbing something that's been there for centuries. Yeah, yeah. Let alone something that's just fallen away like 15 yeah, years ago. Wobbly. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, there was a... Uh, well, I've, we were talking about this before the show. I, I find the environmental thing quite in interesting about this in terms of like not environment but in terms of uh like weather conditions because yeah. we're now like nearing the end of february mm -hmm. this is they're they're doing it on portal ledges they're rock climbing like they are they are mixed climbing as well but the fact that they can go and do a new route on the drew in what should be the middle of winter and it'd be warm enough to do that is pretty insane how just explain why why that is why why that's surprising well just because i mean usually in some years we, we, you know it can be minus 20 and shit. I mean, i've had it minus 28 yeah last couple of years in february has almost been like this rock climbing mecca about this time of year and everyone's yeah. out on the big mountains yeah and it's just such a change certainly in the five years i've been in chamonix the difference in winters has changed a lot um I don't want to cut me any further. I mean, I'm not a scientist. Well, Who knows? No, it's, I just get sad every time I hear about it because it's like it means less skiing but more rock climbing, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. But I do like my skiing. Uh, I like the balance. There we go. Speaking of balance, um, somebody who has a lot of balance is Mr. John Brock from the USA. As seen on 8a.nu, John Brock, a climber in America, has made what looks like a pretty chilled ascent of the nest, a V15 in First Creek, a climb that has seen a number of recent ascents. 
It took him five sessions to send the route and it's his first V15 or Font 8C. The climb features tech moves on small crimps and requires a combination of power and endurance. We caught up with John to find out a little bit more. I'm John Brock. I was born in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I did the Nest V15. First video I saw of it was Keenan Takahashi. That was pretty cool. And then after that, I was pretty psyched and watched Daniel and Jimmy and a bunch of other people do it. And then also like it's V15, like since I like started climbing, like if you do V15, then like you're like officially good when you do that. Like it's like a multiple of five and everything. It's great. Basically the hard bit is like dual techs. So that made it really hard. One of the big challenges was like sweat and keeping my skin dry for the crux because if it's too wet, then you just like slide off. That made it hard. Last but not least, is this the hardest boulder that you've climbed? Yeah, it is. So there you go, that's a nest. The nest is a, a popular 8C route it just is. outside of Las Vegas. Yeah. You can see the sense from Jimmy Webb, Paul Robinson. Very good. Um, it's long as well. Like there's that. There's a stretchy move in the middle. Looks Daniel hideous. Woods. Yeah, Daniel Woods, the man. The, the crew. King. The base of the crew hit it up about four or five years ago, didn't they? Yeah, and then it was just like done. And then it was done. Move on. But it is. It's like it, it, I. I always think of it as one of the more impressive boulders. It's yeah. got like that really awesome move where they just go up. Like exactly. That. Big stretch. That's yeah. a big one. That's that cool. Is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well done, John. Uh, let's hope to hear some more from you soon. Exactly. Uh, I can raise your eight C though with sort of an eight <laughs> C plus. Uh, so let's find out some more. Raising, 25-year-old Ilias Egnema has climbed Gioa in Verasi, as reported by 8a.nu. It was put up by Christian Kaur and repeated by Adam Ondra, who suggested an upgrade to 8C+. Although a chipped hold did appear on the boulder, Elias avoided using it on his ascent. It took him 20 to 25 sessions over a two-year period to send the route. This is another cool boulder problem. Yeah, I hadn't actually really heard of it before researching this. Yeah. But I love the fact that someone chipped it as well, like after the ascent. It was like turned up like, that is that is too hard. It's not 7A, I'm going to put in a chip. <laughs> uh, and I quite like the fact Elias obviously avoided using it. And he, he's quite specific about that. He used the old beta and style of that boulder. Yeah. Christian Core, legend. Don't know him. You don't know Christian Core? No, I don't know him. World champion back in like the early 2000s, late 90s. Is this what we're missing from the show? We need this knowledge. Yeah. Is now there's in Canada. Good friends with Tim Emmett. <laughs> He's a total legend. Uh, speaking of legends, we are moving on to more of a current living legend, uh, Nils Favre. Off the wagon is a legendary boulder in Val Bavon, Switzerland, which starts, as the name suggests, off an old farmer's wagon. According to his Instagram, Nils has spent days projecting the route and waiting for good conditions. As reported on AA.NU, he has just sent the route with a characteristic 360 degree spin move in the middle. It has always been a personal goal for him, and although not the hardest grade, it's clearly a climb that has meant a lot to him. There is a sit-start and harder variant which he has his eyes on for the future. We caught up with the man himself to find out a little bit more. So off the wagon, I was really, really inspired by Chris Schama when I was a kid. Like I watched this dosage for movie like a thousand times, like literally a thousand times. I was really obsessed with that. Um, and I think when I was younger, I was kind of shy to try, like it looked so physical and so hard that I was like, no way. And then I remember like when Nale did the first ascent, I was like, wow, this thing is really possible. Like that would be something crazy to do. And, and then I don't know, I was I think still a bit shy, so I didn't go. And like uh, last year I dared to try and I had like maybe more than 10 sessions on it. I was really, really psyched because from the beginning I felt pretty close, but still I couldn't really stick it and um, last year finally I did the first move but 
I wasn't so close. And this year I felt way more confident on my climbing and like was stronger on my finger. I did some specific training for that too. And on the first session I did three times the move, so it was really promising. And on the second session this year, uh, I managed to send the, like off the wagon. So I'm really happy about that. Like not about the grade, but more about like the history and how much I focus and dedicate myself on that. I think it's it's what like why I'm I'm climbing. Like it's when you uh, get really psyched about something and then you put a lot of energy and finally you do it. Like it doesn't matter if it's like a high grade or not. It was just a big commitment for me, and I'm really happy about that one. I love nose fabric. Yeah, you do, don't you? I do like nose fabric. He's cool. He's like one of those cool climbers that just does stuff and still looks like he's not even trying. What percentage of climbers do you categorize as cool? Uh, Jimmy Webb, <laughs> Nils Favre. That's it. So, 0.2. I reckon there's like another one probably that I'd forgotten about. But those two. Come on, Jimmy Webb's pretty cool. Ah, oh, he's the best. He's the best. He's still, I, I would still think of him as underground. And I still, I don't know, there's something about Nils. He just like exudes coolness yeah can i say that anyway yeah, yeah you definitely can <laughs> and, like, and, and that boulder as well that has always been like I'm, i have many dream boulders but that's one of them just because it's i love the fact it starts on that wagon and i love the 360 thing in the middle yes yes cool i still i do like the fact that it starts in the wagon but i'm still just a bit like is it like stuck there i don't know and i've never known this because what happens if the farmer's like i kind of want my wagon yeah, back. I want my wagon back. just moves it. i need to go and get some hay yeah i need to make hay while the sun shines do the harvest yeah and then if he's like okay I'm gonna, i'll put it back don't worry i'll put it back it's fine he puts it back and it's in the wrong place i don't know turns it into an 8b and it's in switzerland so you'd think the farmers would be quite specific about their gear maybe you know when you like you put something down on a, on a film set and you like put tape around it mm. maybe he's put like tape or he's grown like a patch of grass yeah where it just like it <laughs> and all the climbers in. are just adjusting yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly oh, just weird. to get extra gains uh, I'm trying to find out what I'm talking about next. Uh, I'm talking about Tom Bollinger. Oh no, you're talking about Tom Bolger. Bollinger. Tom Bolger. Bolger. I'm talking about Tom Bolger. Sorry. He's done uh, an ascent in Spain. On his Instagram, Tom Bolger has announced that he has done the first ascent of Frenesi, a 9A forward slash plus in Margalef. The route was an open project that Tom cleaned and added an anchor to. The route features three boulder cruxes with powerful moves on finger pockets. We contacted Tom to find out a little bit more of the route and this is what he had to say. So a bit of uh, background information on Frenesi is that it's an old project in the Espadilla sector in Margalef. Um, I think the route went sort of untried and unclimbed because it was, it's in a sort of intimidating part of the wall um, and you couldn't see any holds and it never had any fixed draws in it, which sort of made the whole process of going and, and exploring the, this new route all a bit more difficult. Um, the route itself is awesome climbing, um, really sustained, uh, with one really marked uh, boulder from a bad three-finger pocket, and you have to full-on dyno to a decent a decent edge, and then start another boulder straight afterwards. Um, sustained climbing over those, you know, the Margaret style of pockets, um, up to a heartbreaker finish. Um, a dead point to a two finger pocket which you have to you have to try and make sure that you get it with these two fingers slightly like in the shoulder so and, uh, all in all it was um, it's an awesome route and i hope that people are gonna now uh, jump on it you know um, another one added to the Espadilla sector so that's tom bolger lives in spain british guy 
Uh, I always, he's interesting because we live in France. I hear quite a lot about him, but I don't think he's that big a deal in the UK. No, I'd never like heard of him. He's a big high level sport climber, lives in Spain. He's done like a lot of stuff. He was, he's been on the Sharma channel. I think he's been on Mellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I've just kind of heard of him because I know he was a British guy in Spain. But he, uh, yeah, he's, he's an impressive climber. He is, and he could be on Epic TV soon because he's got some kind of a movie project he might want to do with us, possibly. We'll see. Don't want to give away too much. But yeah, if you're interested in finding out the underground Tom Bolger. If you're interested in finding out how Matt negotiates, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll give you updates on how the negotiations are going. Exactly. That's a new direction we're taking the channel. Yes. Just being incredibly open about all discussions we have. Exactly. In terms of how much money we don't spend. Maybe this is a negotiation tactic. Now I've put it out there, you'll have to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or we'll have to pay him lots of money. <laughs> yes, either one. It could go wrong. Yeah. Um, now, there is a really good interview on Rock and Ice about the first non-binary climber to send 514A trad. Lua Sabarin has climbed Coast Fist Bump, a 514A trad route in Arizona. A person who identifies as non-binary can fall under the transgender umbrella and doesn't necessarily associate with one gender. They may identify as one or two genders. Law first saw the climb in 2018 and worked the route on top rope before switching to the sharp end and trying it on lead. Law did specific training to send the route and fall practice to test the runouts and tiny gear used on the route. Law works as a mental training coach for the Warriors, helping athletes to set and achieve their goals. Okay, I'm not going to lie, this is an issue for me because we often use gender-specific pronouns when we talk about these stories, mm-hmm. and we can't use a gender-specific story when we talk about law. So if I do use one, I'm sorry, Law, uh, I don't mean to group you into a gender, but I might slip and make a mistake because we'll just talk. Yeah, it's tricky, and there's a few things to unpack for this. One being the grade, 514A yeah. is like 8B+. Uh, sort of French equivalent trad that is incredibly hard so just regardless of any gender regardless of any gender yes. that is badass that's awesome yes, exactly and that's what I, what I think is the cool thing about climbing I know we're not talking about competition climbing therefore she doesn't have to be necessarily I just said she sorry mm. I apologize law doesn't have to be categorized in either of the gender categories within this kind of climbing but the fact is is that as we've said over the last couple of years a women's and men's climbing has got so close that it it kind of makes sense that like a non-binary climb would be climbing at this at this uh, level. Yeah, absolutely. Th- th- there is this is a complicated issue. I would recommend you go over to Rock and Ice. There's a link down below. Read the interview. Uh, visit Law's Instagram. That's linked it is below. A complicated issue, is it? Well, it's not complicated, but there's a lot to sort of. I mean, for example, non-binary is I think a term. It's complicated for us to talk about it because we're not very good. But... Exactly. But I'd never even heard non-binary is a term I hadn't heard about before this story. It was something yeah. that wasn't really on my radar. So yeah. I say complicated because. I had to do quite a lot of research to, to understand what I was talking about. And then that made me think about stuff. And I think it's worth just just reading a lot around everything to understand fully. It's also quite cool to see like another minority mm-hmm. like being featured in, in climbing, like another minority effectively getting really good at climbing, therefore kind of becoming maybe, maybe a role model for, like, for younger people. Yeah. I think that's cool. That's I agree. really cool. I and I think, agree. again, I come back to the strength of climbing uh, you know, gender roles are kind of like a, a less kind of like specifically categorized within climbing because there is that like lack of difference between what a female climbing can do and what a male climbing can do. Um, so go climbing. Yeah. And now if we had the old counters, Law would be featuring on them, but uh, we haven't. So here's the 9B counter. I think we can just give 
law. Uh, <laughs> an honorary E10 counter tick. Is there an E10 counter? Well, okay, so what we've done is... Yeah, I don't know. I've been away. I've been doing other stuff. I don't know what, what's happened with the counters. What we did is we, we, we've gone old school. We've gone back to basics. So yeah. we now have normal 9B counter, yes. women's 9A plus counter. Yes. 9A plus? Uh, 9A, no, women's 9A. So you're right, okay. women's 9A. And then uh, a gentleman called David in America is doing everything else for us. Hi, so, David. Hi, David. What a dude. We've still got to work it out. But he's basically, he's come up with computer algorithms to scan the internet apparently to find stuff that's ridiculous i know he hasn't done it yet but when he does i think that we would have thought about that but we haven't uh, do you think i have the technical knowledge for that i could barely set this microphone thing <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing uh, uh well well done david i'm impressed i'm yeah. impressed that you i mean it's kind of your thing though isn't it you've uh, you've recruited him yeah we you put use out, your algorithm to exactly to, to scan the internet for people that could scan the internet for algorithms for 9b's and 9a's right? yeah we said does someone want a job that doesn't pay anything and maybe get a t-shirt and he said yes did you give him a t-shirt? Not yet, yet no. Okay. <laughs> well, we, uh, to be fair, we're making t-shirts, so if we, I'll, I'll send David one. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, I've got some smelly ones you can have as well. Yeah, don't do that, mate. Uh, the 9B counter, there are none. That's it. Nothing. 9A? Not female Do we have an E10 one? No, we don't. Okay. We've literally gone back to Why how we... Why trad one anymore? You, uh, that was your big thing. I, I did love it, but then I think we missed a lot of trad sense because it, trad is underground, people don't talk about it, and we missed a lot. And people were like... What's E10? Is it AB plus trad? What's going on? Using back to basics, basically. Yeah. So basically, none. None. Shop stuff now. Uh, my favourite shoe brand, if I can say that, Scarpa. I didn't think they were your favourite shoe brand. I think they are. Unlike if I balanced everything, if I had to wear one company of shoes, I think I would wear For Scarpa. The rest of your life. Yeah. I've got a pair of Scarpa running shoes and they're really good. They just fit people's feet really yeah. well sometimes. They do that thing where you, that noise you make. Yeah, 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 yeah it's good noise. Good. So Scarpa restock and also the new Scarpa Boostick, which we have, we're testing. It's a mm. beautiful sport climbing shoe. Is it nice? I'm really enjoying it. Because you know how much I like the orange. sport climbing? I did some on Sunday. Oh, really? I know. Where? Climb 6B+. Plus. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is harder than I've ever climbed. Um, yeah, it's getting back into it. It's sunny in Chamonix. So yeah, back on the rock a little bit. These days, I'm not really buying much. But if I was going to buy something, mm -hmm. I'd probably buy some clothes. Big double down jacket. Uh, right. There's quite a few on sale at the moment. There are. Yeah. And Patagonia are, are kind of, we're, we're dripping stock back into Patagonia. So keep checking back is what I'm saying. We're not like dumping a restock back in. Yeah. It's like we're doing it as it arrives on the pallets and all of that. So if you're looking for Patagonia gear, just keep checking back into the shop because new stuff is coming all the time. We love Patagonia. Mm. I do like Patagonia. I don't. You don't like Patagonia? Ar Arcteryx. I mean, I'm, I've got a t-shirt. Look. Oh, I've got a t-shirt. There we go. Um, hi everybody on the podcast yes do you say hi to people on the podcast I before? haven't for weeks say man hello podcasters the podcast there aren't many of them podmarmots yeah there are fair. there's loads there's some <laughs> <laughs> um, right what's next uh, coming of the week oh media sorry yes. yeah so media this week we have got a very cool uh, new series with one of our athletes called Beatrice Ciccoli mm -hmm. who is a very cool athlete from Italy uh, she's training to win the World Cup this year. We're doing a four-part series with her. Here is a teaser from the number one. So that's Beatrice Colli. If uh, you like uh, Italian climbers, I would go and give her a follow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, she's one of the trendier climbers. Wow. I've, um, she I've in your cool across. category then? She's actually cool. She wow. wears uh, a fisherman beanie in that first episode. Uh -huh. And I always think that any climber that wears a fisherman beanie is, is okay on I, my watch. I don't know what a fisherman beanie is. 
Exactly. That's, right, that's, there we go. That's my point. Sorted. <laughs> Can I talk about Mejas? Yes. Uh, which is climbing daily. So this week uh, we were in an ice climbing World Cup mm. and I thought it'd be a really good idea to attempt the women's final route, kind of versus a pro athlete. And it went as expected. Check out the teaser. It's been a while since we've uh, had two singers. That's true. Of the week. I'm always very disappointed that Teresa doesn't sing. Yeah, she, she genuinely she really has like sing. palpitations about it because we discussed it beforehand, and she's always like, "Why don't you sing this?" And uh, yeah, she, she's got. I mean, voice. I just feel like singing is the way to one's soul, right? Um, and she's just obviously blocked that. Route. <laughs> she has no soul. Is what you're saying. <laughs> she has no soul. There you go. I heard it here first. Okay, so we're going comment of the week, are we? Yeah, should we just freelance it? Uh, freelance yes. it. Free. Let's freelance it. Free widget. Let's, let's, let's get go. some paid some big bucks. <clears throat> Ready? Yep. We're out of practice. That was good. Out of sync, you know. Right, you go first. Uh, right, mine is from A Shades. Now, we were talking last week about uh, Sean Villanueva, Odriscoll, who sent, I don't know why I went Irish, oh, he is Irish kind of, but he sent the um, this massive traverse. Yes. Now, he wrapped, repelled bits of the route, probably leaving behind gear. He wrapped it. He wrapped bits of it, yeah, wrapped like, bop, bop all that um a shade says so what i'm hearing is there's a couple of free camelots on top of patagonia now that means he would have left some gear behind whether the camelots or not who knows but a shades is going to fly to patagonia climb a mountain just to get some free swag and i i respect that a shades a shades with also with the uh most light common yeah week. 10 so you might have some competition <laughs> you better work, hurry up go go a shades ridiculous name uh <laughs> good work a shades my one is from uh, I think from either from Belgian or an Irishman, and he's called Peter Q. Kuf. 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 K E O G H. How would you pronounce that? Kuf. Oh, yeah. Kuf. Kuf. Hey, Peter Kuf. Uh, <laughs> he says, Belgian? I thought he was Irish. So, this is an interesting thing about Sean of He's actually both. Yeah. His mother was. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong around. His mother was Belgian. Right. And his dad was Irish. Yeah. And they joined the names. They fused the names together, as you do. Yeah, obviously. And he became Bajarish. Right. Is that like a... No. Uh, which, uh, but what happens is he speaks he speaks English with an Irish accent. And he also plays the uh, ukulele. Um, but whistle, he also, whistle. He also plays the whistle. Yeah. yeah. He's just very musical. He also speaks about four or five different languages. Yeah, he's he also... speaks French. He's really Bel nice. He speaks Flemish. Speaks English, yeah. Spanish, yeah. Uh, like all pretty much fluently. Uh, he's an incredibly good climber. He's a very strong beard. Uh, he's, he's he's a funny guy. He's better than me in every way, basically. But he's like he's kind of godlike in a way. Yeah. He, like I know, like sometimes you would see somebody be like like Mary Hong, for example. Mm. Be like I I feel jealous of him. Yeah. You can't feel jealous of of, of Sean. No, he, he's so lovely. Or, and like every, the first time I met him, he he told me how to. Do, no, second time I met him, he told me how to do a bouldering route. And like, yeah, he's lovely, mm. lovely guy. Third time you met him, he gave you a kiss. He did actually. It was in Poland. It was very special. <laughs> drank some vodka. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much, Peter. I think he, to be honest, his uh, comment is better than your one. Wow, I don't think so. Yeah, free Camelots. Free Camelots. That is it, Hugo. Thank you for coming in. Uh, no appreciate worries. it. Just want to explain quickly why I don't come in anymore. Yes, do. Uh, because I kind of have another job, <laughs> right. which is part of Epic TV, but I now manage the main YouTube channel. So if you want to go and subscribe to the main YouTube channel, <gasps> we have a whole bunch of uh, stuff coming up. You can, of course, 
subscribe to this one as well. Yeah, I'm just about to say, you've hijacked this massive channel to get people <laughs> to subscribe to your slightly bigger channel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm on there, so there's there's lots of content coming up from there. We've been having a lot of content coming up the last couple of weeks. Uh, this year is gonna be packed mm. with content. Uh, but yeah, please go and subscribe. Subscribe to this one as well, because it's yeah. also very good. It is and Matt good. and Teresa do a very good job. Can I ask you a controversial question? Is it better since I left? Why did you bin Cold House Media? What happened? Uh, I did it. Why? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a very good question. So I'm going to try and defend myself. <laughs> we still have the World Less Travels guides yes. coming up. Also, I really don't like them. Yeah, they're not nice people, are no, they? No, they're horrible. Just Josh especially. Uh, they also have other projects coming up. Ah. Secret projects. Which I will let you know about. I'll let these guys know about so that you guys can find out about it. But I think that we have spoken for far too long. Mm, we? It's been a long show, and it? Yeah. It's been old um, school. But I'm just trying to eke it out because I just don't want to leave. Well, thank you for coming. Bye. Goodbye.